You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 79. This episode is dedicated to the late Perry Tipton, who moved on to be with the Lord at the young age of 56. He plays the voice of John the Baptist in this episode. Perry was a dedicated Christian of 20 years, a Marine Corps veteran, and a faithful husband to my mother, Linda Tipton. You can find out more about the life and times of Perry Tipton at his memorial page on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. I'm glad that we can still hear his voice through the magic of the internet. We get to hear him doing what he loved most, and that's reading God's Word and the great outdoors. We are continuing in the book of Numbers. And we see that God is coming through and his agreement to be with the Israelites as they travel through the Sinai desert. And as they move from place to place, God is either a fire or a cloud. And this is a supernatural phenomenon that's occurring every day. He is like their global GPS system guiding them through the desert to the promised land. But despite these things, the people seem to still complain, and God gets very angry at them. So let's find out what Moses does about this. We are also continuing in the book of Luke, and we see the parallel lives of John the Baptist and Jesus going all the way back to the wombs of their mothers. And now we fast forward and see these two grown men doing God's will out in the desert. And for John the Baptist, that means preparing the way for Jesus. He's preaching to the crowds, giving them practical lessons, softening their hearts, and baptizing them in water. And all of this is a fulfillment of prophecy from Isaiah. And then we see Jesus also getting baptized by John the Baptist. But of course, this is not without some effect on the people of their time, especially the leaders like Herod. So stay with us to find out more details and refer to your show notes to follow along. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry and you'll get cool rewards too. Together, We're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Numbers 9, 15-23 The cloud and the fire. On the day the holy tent, the tent of the agreement was set up. A cloud covered it. At night the cloud over the holy tent looked like fire. The cloud stayed over the holy tent all the time. And at night the cloud looked like fire. When the cloud moved from its place over the holy tent, the Israelites followed it. When the cloud stopped, that is the place where the Israelites camped. This was the way the Lord showed the Israelites when to move and when to stop and set up camp. While the cloud stayed over the holy tent, the people continued to camp in that same place. Sometimes, The cloud would stay over the holy tent for a long time. The Israelites obeyed the Lord and did not move. Sometimes the cloud was over 
the holy tent for only a few days. So the people obeyed the Lord's command. They followed the cloud when it moved. Sometimes the cloud stayed only during the night. The next morning, the cloud moved. So the people gathered their things and followed it. If the cloud moved during the day or during the night, they followed it. If the cloud stayed over the holy tent for two days, a month, a year, the people stayed at that place. They did not leave until the cloud moved. When the cloud rose from its place and moved, they also moved. So the people obeyed the Lord's commands. They camped when the Lord told them to, and they moved when he told them to. They watched carefully and obeyed the Lord's commands to Moses. Numbers 10, the silver trumpets. The Lord said to Moses, Make two trumpets, use silver, and hammer it to make the trumpets. These trumpets will be for calling the people together and for telling them when it is time to move the camp. If you blow long blasts on both trumpets, all the people must meet together at the entrance of the meeting tent. But if you blow long blasts on only one trumpet, only the leaders will come to meet with you. These are the leaders of the 12 tribes of Israel. Short blasts on the trumpets will be the way to tell the people to move the camp. The first time you blow a short blast on the trumpets, the tribes camping on the east side of the meeting tent must begin to move. The second time you blow a short blast on the trumpets, the tribes camping on the south side of the meeting tent will begin to move. But if you want to gather the people together for a special meeting, blow the trumpets in a different way. Blow a long, steady blast on the trumpets. Only Aaron's sons, the priests, should blow the trumpets. This is a law for you that will continue forever for generations to come. If you are fighting an enemy in your own land, blow loudly on the trumpets before you go to fight them. The Lord your God will hear you, and he will save you from your enemies. Also, blow these trumpets for your special meetings, new moon celebrations, and all your happy times together. Blow the trumpets when you give your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. This will be a special way for your God to remember you. And the Lord said, I command you to do this. I am the Lord your God. The Israelites moved their camp. On the 20th day of the second month of the second year, after the Israelites left Egypt, the cloud rose from above the tent of the agreement. So the Israelites began their journey. They left the desert of Sinai and traveled until the cloud stopped in the desert of Paran. This was the first time the people moved their camp. They moved it the way the Lord commanded Moses. The three divisions from Judah's camp went first. They traveled under the flag. The first group was the tribe of Judah. Nashon, son of Amminadab, was the commander of that group. Next came the tribe of Issachar. Nethanel, son of Zuar, was the commander of that group. And then came the tribe of Zebulun. Eliab, son of Helen, was the commander of that group. Then the holy tent was taken down and the men from the Gershon and the Murari families carried the holy tent. So the people from these families were next in line. 
Then came the three divisions from Reuben's camp. They traveled under their flag. The first group was the tribe of Reuben. Eleazar, son of Shadur, was the commander of that group. Next came the tribe of Simeon. Shalumiel, son of Zerushadai, was the commander of that group. Then came the tribe of Gad. Eliasaph, son of Dwell, was the commander of that group. Then came the Kohath family. They carried the holy things from inside the holy tent. These people came at this time so that the other people could set up the holy tent and make it ready at the new camp before these people arrived. Next came the three groups from Ephraim's camp. They traveled under their flag. The first group was the tribe of Ephraim. Elishama, son of Amihud, was the commander of that group. Next came the tribe of Manasseh. Gamaliel, son of Padujer, was the commander of that group. Then came the tribe of Benjamin. Abidon, son of Gideonai, was the commander of that group. The last three tribes in the line were the rear guard for all the other tribes. These were the groups from Dan's camp. They traveled under their flag. The first group was the tribe of Dan. Ahijer, son of Amishadai, was their commander. Next came the tribe of Asher. Hagiel, son of Okrin, was the commander of that group. Then came the tribe of Naphtali. Ahira, son of Inan, was the commander of that group. That was the way the Israelites marched when they moved from place to place. Hobab was the son of Raul, the Midianite. Raul was Moses' father-in-law. Moses said to Hobab, We are traveling to the land that the Lord promised to give us. Come with us, and we will be good to you. The Lord has promised good things to the Israelites. But Hobab answered, No, I will not go with you. I will go back to my homeland and to my own people. Then Moses said, And please don't leave us. You know more about the desert than we do. You can be our guide. If you come with us, we will share with you all the good things that the Lord gives us. So they began traveling from the mountain of the Lord. The priests took the box of the Lord's agreement and walked in front of the people. They carried the holy box for three days, looking for a place to camp. The Lord's cloud was over them every day, and when they left their camp, every morning the cloud was there to lead them. When the people lifted the holy box to move the camp, Moses always said, Get up, Lord! May your enemies be scattered! May your enemies run away from you. And when the holy box was put in its place, Moses always said, Come back, Lord, to the millions of Israelites. Luke chapter 3, verses 1 to 22. John prepares the way for Jesus. It was the 15th year of the rule of the Roman emperor Tiberius. Four men served under Tiberius in these areas. Pontius Pilate was the governor of Judea. Herod was the ruler of Galilee. Philip, Herod's brother, was the ruler of Eturia and Trachonitis. Licinius was the ruler of Abilene. Annas and Caiaphas were the high priests. During this time, John, the son of Zechariah, was living in the desert, and he received a message from God. So he went through the whole area around the Jordan River and told the people God's message. He told them to be baptized, to show that they wanted to change their lives. And then 
their sins would be forgiven. John is the one Isaiah the prophet was writing about when he said, There is someone shouting in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord! Make the road straight for him! Every valley will be filled, and every mountain and hill will be made flat. Crooked roads will be made straight, and rough roads will be made smooth. Then everyone will see how God will save his people. Crowds of people came to be baptized by John, but he said to them, You are all snakes. Who warned you to run from God's judgment that is coming? Change your hearts and show by your lives that you have changed. I know what you're about to say, but Abraham is our father. That means nothing. I tell you that God can make children for Abraham from these rocks. The ax is now ready to cut down the trees. Every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. The people asked John, What should we do? He answered, If you have two shirts, share with someone who does not have one. If you have food, share that too. Even the tax collectors came to John. They wanted to be baptized. They said to him, Teacher, uh, what should we do? He told them, Don't take more taxes from people than you have been ordered to collect. The soldiers asked him, What about us? What should we do? He said to them, Don't use force or lies to make people give you money. Be happy with the pay you get. Everyone was expecting something great to happen. And they wondered about John, they thought. Uh, maybe he is the Messiah. John's answer to this was, I baptize you in water, but there is someone coming later who is able to do more than I can. I am not good enough to be the slave who unties his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He will come ready to clean the grain. He will separate the good grain from the straw and he will put the good part into his barn. Then he will burn the useless part with fire that cannot be stopped. This is the way John told the good news to the people. And in many other ways, he urged them to change. John criticized Herod the ruler for what he had done with Herodias, the wife of Herod's brother, as well as for all the other bad things he had done. So Herod added another bad thing to all his other wrongs. He put John in jail. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus came and was baptized too. And while he was praying, the sky opened and the Holy Spirit came down on him. The Spirit looked like a real dove. Then a voice came from heaven and said, You are my son and I love you. I am very pleased with you. Psalm 35, verses 19 to 28. Don't let my lying enemies keep on laughing at me. They have no reason to hate me. Surely they will be punished for their secret plans. They have no friendly words for others, but plan ways to hurt those who want to live in peace. They are telling lies about me, they say. Ah, we saw what you did. Lord. Surely you can see what is happening. So don't keep quiet. 
Lord, don't stay away from me. Wake up! Get up! My God and my Lord, fight for me and bring me justice. You are fair, Lord my God. So announce that I am innocent. Don't let those people have any reason to laugh at me. Don't let them think. Aha! We got what we wanted. Don't let them say. We destroyed him. Let my enemies be ashamed and embarrassed. All those who are happy about my troubles, proud of themselves, they treated me as worthless. So let them be covered with shame and disgrace. For those who want the best for me, I wish them joy and happiness. May they always say, Praise the Lord, who wants what is best for his servant. So Lord, I will tell people how good you are. I will praise you all day long. Thank you everyone, that was day 79. Join us for day 80. The people complain, they're very hungry, so God provides a way for them to eat. Think of it like unlimited pollo loco. And there's a domestic dispute between Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. And God calls all three of them to the tent to speak with him personally. And it sounds definitely worse than going to the principal's office. And in the book of Luke, you'll be treated to the entire family history of Jesus. And then we follow Jesus into the desert, where he's tempted personally by the devil. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.